folks. Today is Wednesday, July 27th. Welcome to episode 162 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Ozier, and over the next 30 minutes plus, you know, 30 minutes plus 15, I'll be delivering the top cybersecurity news of the day and providing expert analysis on each of these stories on what it means to you breaking into the industry, or if you're a practitioner, you already know, staying you know, staying informed, staying abreast of current trends, what's going on, getting that threat intel makes you a better practitioner, allows you to get the budget you need, put the controls in place, focus on what's important. Shout out and thanks to this stream sponsor, this guy right here, not me, <laughs> Barricade Cyber Solutions, the logo in the bottom left corner. Cyber criminals have stolen your company's data and derailed your business operations. Barricade Cyber Solutions will help you resolve this ransomware attack and get your business back on track. I've said it a hundred times if I've said it once. If you don't have a plan for if your organization gets hit with ransomware, and I'm not talking about just restore from backups, that's not really a plan, that's part of a plan. Uh, consider having intro music at 10, mic volume at one. All right, hold on. Let me address this. I just. I move the mic music, uh, the intro music down to five and let's, let's goose the mic. Let's goose the mic guys. I got my face all up in this mic. Like I'm like, I'm having a moment with it. Let me see. Stand by. Stand by to stand by. <clears throat> hmm. Audio apocalypse. <laughs> Audio apocalypse. There we go. Yoink. Let me juice this up just a little bit on the gain. Doink, 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 doink. Doink, doink, doink. And let's pop this guy. Ooh, come on, come on. All right. How's that sound, peoples? Can you still barely hear my mic? Guys, I just goosed this thing. Let me know in chat. How's the mic sound? I'm getting mod support here that says my mic is soft. And uh, obviously, you know, it's kind of a critical piece of the show if you can't, if you need to hear me. <laughs> All right. How's that? That's better. All right, guys. I just pushed the um, mic input to 11. If you've seen the Spinal Tap movie. Come on. Go XLR. Seriously, it's good. I hear you fine. I can hear you. It's fine. Thank you. Okay. So I appreciate that. Mods were telling me it was not fine. Okay. I want to remind you guys, I can't hear this audio. I want to remind you guys, if you hold professional certifications with, you know, like CISP, CISSM, and you need to get CPEs, trust me, if you don't know whether or not you need CPEs, then chances are you probably don't because the certification bodies, they jam it up in your grill that you need to do CPEs, CEUs. Well, guess what? Good news. Right now, you, this daily cyber threat briefing, all this worth half a CPE. But Jerry, half a CPE, that sounds kind of lame. Why are you even bothering? Because it stacks. If you're here regularly, which many of you are, two and a half a week, 10 a month, what I would say is I might even set a reminder on the last day of the month every month. Um, I'm going to just announce everybody. Let's go. 10 CPEs. We did it. And we'll just do it monthly, monthly, monthly. Most people <clears throat> only required to do 20 a year, 40 um, you know, you, you usually have to do 120 across a three-year period, so 40 a year. So, so a lot of people will limp along and then they'll they'll go ham at the end of the three-year cycle. You don't need to do that. If you're here, I'm telling you, just chill. 
Say what's up in chat so you get credit for being here, right? It's, it's, it's forensics evidence. It's auditable. And then after whatever, six months, just dump in 60 CPEs for Simply Cyber's first things first. Here's the thing. I'm not going anywhere. Simply Cyber's not going anywhere. This daily threat briefing's not going anywhere. So if you want to get your CPEs in literally the most enjoyable way, <laughs> I've, I've had CISP since 2009. I've had to take some suck webinars just to get CPEs, okay? This, trust me, this is where it's at. If you are live, love it. I see 85 of you in here. Awesome. As I'm getting my audio apocalypse situation sorted out. There isn't enough audio hardware out there to make to make Simply Cyber have a day without audio issues. I love it. Thank you for being here. Thanks for being part of the show. You guys are the reason that I love getting up and doing this. If you are on Team Replay, love, love having you guys catch it on the replay. Make sure you hit hashtag Team Replay in the comments so you also get CPE credits because, come on, just because you watch it on replay doesn't make it any less valuable, right? But if you are watching it on replay, you have the benefit of being in the future, which means you don't have to listen to the pleasantries. You can just skip right to the juice, the news story. So when this promo card changes to news, that means we're off and running. And if you're listening on the audio podcast, which I publish right after this every single day, then just hit jump, 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 30 second increments, because I'm probably going to go about 90 seconds welcoming folks into chat. So without further ado... Let's welcome everybody into chat and thank you for being here. Let me do this. Let me get this get this notepad out of my grill. All right, I'm I, I'm going with a new uh, layout here, guys. I've got I've got my monitor up here, you know, and I've got the the camera over here. So we're gonna see. It looks like a little chunky um, on my feed. It says I got full network coverage. Good morning, uh, Michelle Bergeron, uh, Earl W. Good morning, Joel Belt, my man. What's up, Ice Cream? K. Scott Powell, GRC Master Analyst Certificate Graduate. Bill Green from Cape, Missouri. Cape? Missouri. Does Missouri have capes in it? You know, I'm from Massachusetts. I think Cape Cod, right? Cape, the Cape, like ocean. It's Hey, hey Miss Julian. I do feel ignorant that I couldn't tell you with a gun to my head whether or not Missouri touches the ocean. I feel like it does not. But, you know, I've been, you know, geography is not my strength. All right. Yeah, my ergonomics is hot. My neck's going to be all cranked up. Hey, Riza, good to see you. Gerald Wheatley. Oh, guys, remember, it is um, the World of Haiku Raffle Week. So be sure to stay with us if you want an opportunity to win a World of Haiku license key. Compliments of the World of Haiku people. Now, I am wondering if my video is kind of janky right now. I did go into my BIOS and activate <laughs> my NVIDIA graphics card that's on this computer, which I don't understand. Why would, a, why would you have a graphics card and not have it enabled by default? Like, oh, yeah, here's, here's some hardware to help you with uh, processing, but we're going to disable it by default. You, you, you know, it's like, it's like BMW heated seats, right? You got to activate it. <sighs> Shakur, good to see you. Hey, Tom Bishop. Zoe Zifek, good to see you. Will Lopez, I don't know. I didn't see Will Reed in here, but Will Reed hopefully is in here. Love seeing Will Reed in chat. Nick Barker, my man, West Coast, Left Coast. Hello from Norway, Dan. Love me some Norway. Europe's good stuff. I actually read an article that Americans are moving to Europe in record numbers. Portugal's had like a like a 2,000% increase in, in, <laughs> in people moving. 
from the United States there. Hey, Kimberly McKnight. Good to see you, Jay Smith. What's up, Reggie Davis from Hotlanta? My man, Joseph Allen in chat. Ajtenjustel. Hopefully I didn't wreck that too bad. Exactly. You don't have to activate it for a price. All right. I'm glad the video is looking good. You know the routine, guys. I'm going to just take one good slug of this uh, French roast coffee. And I'll just tell you really quickly. And then we'll get in the news. We went to Costco the other day and they had a box of K-Cups of the Starbucks French roast. Now, normally, Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Dr. Osher, she drinks the K-Cups. I do the French press because I'm, I'm insane and I love the French press. But now I've been doing a K-Cup, <laughs> a K-Cup of the French roast, which is fine. It's not the French press. I do a K-Cup of the French roast while I prepare my French press. So now I'm, I'm, I'm all in. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. Mm. Oh God, that's good. It's hot. It's good. Barbara Webb, what do you say we do this? Let's get into the news. Fraud dog in the upper Pacific Northwest. Good area, man. Good area. Got friends from Seattle. All right, y'all. Let us... Let me turn the music down. All right. Hey, <laughs> fingers crossed, everybody. Fingers crossed. We're about, to, we're about to see if the podcast works. Here we go. Here we go. Da, 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 da. There we go. It's off. Let me know. Are you serious? No audio? We're talking no audio? Mods are telling me no audio. I need to know. Come on, chat. Let me know. No audio. Oh, my God. This is gross. Give me a second. Yeah, I, I got it. No podcast. I'm not playing it right now. I'm checking my audio. The input says default. Let me go down here. You know, I'm not asking for the world. I'm literally using a basic OS. I mean, like the Go XLR, it's supposed to be apparently. <laughs> apparently, I have found the idiot who doesn't know how to use it. Hold on, let's try this. Here we go. All right. Now my mic is choppy too. Oh my God, guys. All right, hold on. It says music. Let me check this thing. Stay with me for a second, y'all. We got the mixer. We got the music. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to seriously throw my, my whole computer out. Seriously, seriously. All right. We're going to cheat here. We're going to cheat. Ready? Does that work? Can you hear me and the, swipes the podcast? Dollars from blockchain. Can you hear me and the podcast? Music platform. Over the weekend, a threat actors. Can you guys hear the here? I've got so many windows open right now. I can't see anything. Hopefully my yeah, okay. All right. 
so you're probably going to hear like if i get discord notifications and stuff you're going to hear it i've basically just like <laughs> i've like opened all the channels um i basically just did the equivalent of setting permissions on a file directory to everyone <laughs> whatever it you know what it's a temporary solution let's do this over 18 million audio tokens worth approximately six million dollars from the decentralized music platform audius audio tokens are based on ethereum blockchain mm -hmm. and can be earned by artists and listeners by sharing and listening to music audius responded within minutes of the hack by freezing services until developers could deploy fixes the hacker exploited a bug in the contract initialism that enabled them to transfer the stolen tokens to their wallet. The attacker then traded their tokens on Uniswap for just over $1 million and then passed the funds through the Tornado Cash Mixing Service to hide their trail. All right. Coding error. All right. Here, I'm just going to play a quick sound. Let me know if you heard that or if my soundboard is messed up too. So here's the deal, guys. You know, it's... It's a it's a day that ends in Y. Um, no one I don't know if um, audio blockchain like again. <laughs> I feel like blockchain was a solution looking for a problem, but let's just say that there is this Audius platform. Choppy, huh? My audio is choppy. My mic is choppy. I think I really this should have nothing to do with my video card. Let me close this big chunky app. Guys, a couple of you sent me some information on a computer to that's a bit a bit more beefy for my situation. I need to execute on this post haste. Like it's the only thing I can think of now is to replace my computer. I've replaced everything north of the computer. Every everything above the network layer on my tech my OSI stack here. I'm I'm mixing things, but like everything has is brand new except my computer. You are watching. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. When when the mods tell me something, I assume it's for everybody. I'm being told my audio is choppy. I'm being told my mic is clipping. My podcast is clipping. And you guys are fine. When did I last reboot the box, Alex? Um, you know, yesterday or two days ago. Like I, I was setting up all this new hardware. I rebooted it a bunch of times. Okay. Here's the deal real quick. Uh, since I'm getting um, messed up here, hackers steal six million dollars. Basically, they um, they took advantage of this uh, audio blockchain thing, and you know, stole some funds, and then quickly converted it, and then hit it using um, these, you know, these um, block like Bitcoin tornado. They call it tornadoes, but they're blenders, they're mixers. Basically, you you mix up uh, in order to make it very difficult to see where the money went. Um, now, with the blockchain, there is an immutable record, an audit log, so you could actually follow the money eventually, but these mixers make it incredibly difficult to uh, forensically re, you know, build like what happened. And by the time you figure it out, like the, the money's cashed out, right? So I feel like the story here isn't about Audius and a music blockchain. It's about any any you know tech solution that's leveraging the blockchain and cryptocurrency um, for a solution, which I'm telling you right now, investors are throwing money hand over fist at this, even though crypto is like, they're calling it crypto winter right now because the value of crypto is just imploding and 
um, the house of cards is falling down, but um, people are investing in it. So there's all sorts of these solutions. And, you know, honestly, a lot of them, first to market kind of situation, guys, you know, as well as I do, if you're the first to market, you have a distinct competitive advantage. Just This is just basic business, okay? Well, if you can spend you know, one, one hour, one whatever, um, working on a solution, you put in features. You do not put in security. Do you know why? Even though you should be putting in security, here's the reason why. Because when you add security, the end user doesn't actually see it right? You can spin it and say, oh, we're wicked secure, but that doesn't really do anything. But if you have like a new toggle, a new bobble, dark mode, something that in, enhances the end user experience, they're going to love it. This is basic software development type stuff, right? And this is how businesses think. So I'm not saying that they didn't put any security in. I'm just saying security oftentimes takes a backseat to features and functionality that the end user is going to consume. As long as these things are happening, this story, you know, next week it's going to be, you know, real estate blockchain app gets hacked. The Axie Infinity video game, you know, got hacked for $500 million, $600 million, right? Is Follow the money. You guys, I don't know if you're hearing it. I'll look for Kimberly McKnight to drop a Randy Mossy mode if she heard. Straight cash, homie. Oh, come on, Spotify. Really? I'm gonna. <laughs> you guys are gonna see spicy on a level that is unprecedented. Why is this really? What? My Spotify is acting like I have a screenshot of Spotify right now, not the Spotify app. What the? Come on, man. Oh, great! Thank you, Spotify relaunching Spotify right now. You know that animated GIF where the panda just takes the keyboard and whacks it into a computer? Go get a panda suit. Come on. Here we go. Or Roger's outage. Following up on a story we brought to you two weeks ago on cybersecurity headlines, Rogers Communications has disclosed the cause of the outage, which began early on July 8th, leaving millions without cell phone and internet service. Rogers set a coding up a routing filter, allowing all possible routes to the internet to pass through their routers, which flooded and overwhelmed the core network. Rogers CEO apologized for the massive service outage and indicated the company has hired a third party to further investigate the root cause. Officials from Rogers and a slew of other stakeholders Stakeholders appeared at a parliamentary committee on Monday to further explain the cause of the outage and outline the steps they are taking to ensure it doesn't happen again. Okay, so this is just a follow-up on the story. Remember last week, Canada, <laughs> our our Maple Leaf friends to the north, it's all a boot. They had a major telecom network outage, right? I guess Rogers up there is the one of like Verizon or whatever. And the network outage had a downstream effect because supply chain people, you know, you can have a core business, you can have all the bells and whistles, all the appliances, everything. But if you're depending on other parties like telecom service providers to bring your internet service in or AWS for hosting your SaaS solution, then you are in a relationship with them and they have to pull their own weight. Now, I'm sure that's all at five nines and not one six zeros. Because there is, you know, downtime from time to time. 
but uh, this can't be good for Rogers. Obviously, uh, Canada is depending on them for, uh, you know, critical infrastructure. The fact they're getting dragged into Parliament to explain what happened, and they've hired a third party um, to, to investigate the root cause. I mean, it's kind of funny. Like, and they they're reporting that there was an error during the network update, but they're actually going to hire a third party to come in uh, and understand what it was. It sounds like a basic guys. This is Carl all day long. Like if you've, I've said this before, if you've worked in IT, I used to, okay. If you've worked in IT, you've done something like this. Maybe you didn't knock out internet for the country of Canada, but here's the deal. I used to work at an academic medical center and literally in every job interview, we would ask the question, um, what, what's your most embarrassing professional moment? Because anyone that work has, has worked in IT for more than I would say 12 months, right? Maybe six months, 12 months, you definitely have some type of oops moment, right? It, it's inevitable. You have one. And it's funny. I brought down um, a production system on an unjoined SQL statement because I was because <laughs> I was editing code in production like a boss. Okay. Don't, don't edit code in production. Um, but everybody's got one of those stories. This could be whoever this is, right? And once the dust settles and, you know, everybody's made whole, this is a great story. <laughs> U.S. doubles reward for tips on North Korean-backed hackers. The department has increased rewards when providing information on North Korean-sponsored threat group members to $10 million. The department is seeking info on militias groups such as APT-38, Blue Noroff, Guardians of Peace, and Lazarus Group who target U.S. critical infrastructure in violation of the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. The new bounty doubles down on the $5 million reward announced by the State Department back in March for info on North Korean threat actors targeting crypto exchanges and financial institutions. All right. So a couple things here. One, if you don't know this, um, North Korea, um, you know, they've got their challenges, but they do have a, it, they, they are an advanced persistent, right? They are a legit APT. As far as I know, they have three major, I guess, teams, if you want to call them teams. One is for, and they're all like, you know, advanced cybersecurity hackers, basically, right? Offensive security practitioners. Um, you know, they identify the talent early. They, um, you know, focus that talent and make them, uh, you know, just get better at that type of work. And then, you know, they... In, you know, bring them in the military and, and put them on the team. The three teams that I'm aware of, one is for spying on North Korean citizens internally. One is for spying on like espionage of North Korea's adversaries. So basically spying externally and spying internally. And then the other one is for financial gain. North Korea doesn't really have GDP, so they steal money. Um, Bangladeshi Bank Heist, I always reference, right? Darknet Diaries did a great one on that. I've seen a couple videos on YouTube about it. Very, very sophisticated hack. They, they, they attacked the SWIFT network, which if you work in financial services, you know what that is. Uh, tried to get a billion dollars uh, in the Axie Infinity Ronin Bridge attack for just a month ago. That was North Korea. So the United States has obviously taken note that maybe North Korea is getting a bit emboldened. Maybe they're overstepping their boundaries. Whatever it is, you know... They, I always find it interesting. What is it that decides when the U.S. government is going to like put their focus, right? Put their eye of Sauron 
on something, right? Like, for example, ransomware has been rampant for years. And I'm curious, like, take Colonial Pipeline out of it, because that was something strange altogether, the way the U.S. government reacted. But when if, if the U.S. wanted to, they could just focus on ransomware and really root it out quickly, right? So what is it that North Korea did recently? They must have done something um, that kind of overstepped a boundary and is now getting more focused attention from the United States. So focused that the Department of State has increased the up to $5 million, uh, which isn't just a single bounty. There's a collection of bounties uh, leading to um, probably information and ultimately the capture of certain individuals, right? Certain threat actors that they have identified. Um, I'm sure if you go to the Department of Justice, uh, there's probably an indictment. Um, here, let's just do it really quick. You can you can do this from time to time if if you're psycho about these things like I am. Um, there's probably an indictment. Yeah, here we go. February 17th, 2021, North Korean indictment. This is an official indictment right here. And you could see these are all the um, these are all the crimes that they're being. You can't really see it on the screenshot, but basically, this happens all the time. And they've indicted a couple different three North Korean military hackers, so they know who they are. The challenge is that you know, United States doesn't have extradition with North Korea. North Korea is certainly not going to offer up the people who are executing on their, uh, military goals, right? So they did something to increase the bounties. If you're uh, looking to make looking to make some money, that's one way to do it. New malware apps installed 10 million times from Google Play. The Dr. Web antivirus team has discovered a new batch of malicious Android apps that have been downloaded from Google Play Store to mobile devices nearly 10 million times. The dubious apps masquerade as tools such as image editors, virtual keyboards, system optimizers, and wallpaper changers. However, the underlying functionality is to push intrusive ads, subscribe users to premium services, and steal victim social media accounts. Google has removed most of the malicious apps. However, three apps are still available on the Play Store. One notable example is Neon-themed keyboard, which has over a million downloads despite the 1.8 star score and many negative reviews. Oh, oh boy. Okay. So, hey, I'm big on retro synthwave, so, you know, I understand why people would go uh, YOLO and into the Neon keyboard, even though the comments report that it's malware. Um, I'm being facetious. Okay, so guys, here's the deal. Android malware, 10 million downloads. Um, kind of the impact is it subscribes you to premium services. Couple things here. One, um, be mindful of where you're installing, uh, what you're installing from the uh, Google Play Store. This isn't some weird third-party jailbroken app store. This is Google Play, okay? So like there is some level of trust but just be mindful. Share this with your Google. Um, share this with your Android users. Share this with family. Actually, this. You know what this is? This is a great opportunity for an end user awareness. If you've taken my GRC analyst masterclass, you know I talk about in the security awareness sec section choosing a very pointed, um, you know, learning opportunity and packaging it in like a forty-five second, easy digestible, snackable piece of content. 
and send it out. This is awesome, right? Hey, Android users, I know like I'm being, I'm gonna be a little tongue in cheek here, but like, hey, Android users, I know you think you're like, you know, hot or super cool because you're, you know, you're anti Apple or whatever, but you know, dear Android user, uh, be mindful that Google Play Store apps could be malicious. Um, here's an example. Be mindful of that. You know, check the ratings. You know, I do appreciate Google making an effort, um, but their their level of criteria to get an app in the App Store is not as stringent as Apple, right? So things like this can happen. I would say keep an eye on your credit card. Like that's another lesson for end users, right? Keep an eye on your credit card. See if you have weird charges because you can get subscribed to premium services. You know, like $15, 20 I've seen one for $35, right? Doesn't seem like a lot of money, right? 35 can be a lot to some people. It could not be a lot to others. But I mean, it could hide in your credit card statement and be there for a while. And, you know, if a threat actor gets 100 people compromised, right? 10 million download it and 100 fall for it. It's $3,500 a month, right? I mean, that's lifestyle living. So just be mindful. And now, I'd like to thank this week's episode sponsor, Sync. All right. Developers want to code fast, and security wants to ship securely. And that's why they both choose Sync. Backed by industry-leading security intelligence, Sync provides real-time scanning with automated fixes and remediation advice right from the tools and workflows developers use. Code, dependencies, containers, cloud infrastructure, all of it. And while developers are building securely, Sync gives security teams a bird's eye view of all their projects so they can prioritize and focus their efforts in the right places. Developer tested, security approved. Start your free Sync account at sync.co slash cybersecurity. That's synyk.co slash cybersecurity. I, I love looking at the comments here. <laughs> I love looking at the comments. Google's app process doesn't <laughs> is the file extension APK. Yes, five stars. Very funny, Jay Smith. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I mean, there's a company that's spamming the crap out of uh, YouTube right now. This Truebill service where they like look for uh, subscriptions. Guys, subscription model pricing is the new way of SaaS service providers, and I think it's partly kind of like that gym membership thing where they're hoping that you sign up and forget. Okay, so really quick, I want to share a couple things. One, uh, I, I have like light confirmation of this, but I'm not 100% confirmed. At DEF CON, Trace Labs has announced that doing a CTF, right? If you're not familiar with Trace Labs, they are the organization that uses open source intelligence um, contests in order to help law enforcement locate missing persons. So this is real, people. This isn't a game they help law enforcement find missing persons. And missing persons aren't always just kidnapped, right? Some people wander off. Some people are hiding from their obligations, like, you know, alimony or child support, right? Some people, mental health, whatever it is. And some people get kidnapped, okay? Whatever it is, they help law enforcement. They do these CTFs a couple times a year. I'm super excited. They're doing one at DEF CON on Saturday, um, August 13th. And... Base case um, has is is fielding a simply cyber team, and I don't have a hundred percent confirmation, 
but two thumbs and smiles is on the team. Okay, like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm on the team. I was asked if I'd be on the team, and then of course because I'm a nerd, I asked for confirmation that I was on the team. I have yet to receive confirmation, but two thumbs and all smiles on the team. So stay tuned. I'll definitely be sharing uh, what the who's on the team and what what it looks like, and you know, uh, live look-ins during the event on Saturday at DefCon. I'm very, very excited. I don't typically get to compete in CTFs. I usually get insanely hyper focused and it's very difficult with work and family from like i almost you know i ignore my responsibilities when i'm doing ctf so i typically don't do them but this one i'm i'm in vegas i'm isolated um so i'm gonna go ham all up in the ctf so stay tuned super pumped about the ctf eddie del castillo is talking team cyber insecurity they might be fielding a team also uh, but Team Simply Cyber, I'll tell you what, we Simply Cyber may not win the event, but we're taking cyber insecurity down. I will spam Neil on social medias and make him well aware of where the teams stack up. It's a two-person race or two-team race, y'all. The gauntlet is thrown. Also, guys, uh, all this week we are licensed. We're raffling off licenses to World of Haiku. World of Haiku is this new game that just released. It's on Steam. And it's basically a near future quasi-cyberpunk world. Uh, and the platform teaches you um, some Linux skills and some basic uh, information security uh, skills. Really focus more on pen testing. Uh, like I said, it's got that cyberpunk vibe. I've been playing it on stream. I'll be sharing later news about later at four o'clock today, how I'll be playing it on stream. You can come join us. Um, <laughs> if you like if you like audio issues, uh, come by at four o'clock. But let's raffle off a game. This is a really cool uh, opportunity, uh, fun game. Some of you in chat have already played it and you know dang well what I'm talking about. So let, let's uh, check it out. Okay, so guys, if you want to enter the contest go into chat right now and enter the word haiku h-a-i-k-u haiku will enter you into the raffle oh wait hold on 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 okay enter the word haiku into chat right now i see casually joseph got it brian woods alex goodwin joel belton okay good good all right everybody enter haiku and we will be raffling off the winner um, when we finish the news stories. Good luck to everybody. And thank you to the World of Haiku team for providing the license keys uh, for us to raffle off. Malware volumes increased for the first time in three years. A new report from SonicWall indicates that malware attacks surged by 11% across the globe in the first half of 2022. The 2.8 billion malware attacks detected during the period represents the first recorded growth in global malware volumes in three years. SonicWall also detected a whopping 45% increase in never-before-seen malware variants. There was also a 132% increase in encrypted threats designed to evade detection and 77% increase in threats targeting IoT systems. SonicWall CEO and President Bill Connor said, quote, With so much turmoil in the geopolitical landscape, cybercrime is increasingly becoming more sophisticated and varying in threats, tools, targets, and locations, end quote. Interesting. Teen 
Interesting. Um, okay, so this is worth knowing, you know, for practitioners. Okay, malware volume increasing for the first time in three years. That's a little surprising to me. Um, I would have thought it was growing year over year or had plateaued uh, just based on the number of threat actors in the world de de developing malware. Uh, but it sounds like people are, it's, it's growing. Okay. So what does this mean for us? One guys, you don't, you don't like invent new ways to protect yourself. Um, because there's an increase in malware, but, you know, keep doing the fundamentals, have a foundational information security program. You know, I like NIST cybersecurity framework, get those protection controls in place. Make sure your detection controls are working, right? Actually test them. Uh, a couple other things that are worth noting in this story. Um, well, actually, hold on before I go there. Guys, malware volumes increase, okay? Remember this, okay, guys? Remember this. If malware increases, the malware still has to get on the victim's computer, right? It still has to get there, whether it's a USB drop, physical security compromise, phishing email and getting someone to download something and install it the rare case of uh, external, um, like an external vulnerability that someone actively exploits like Blue Keep and then gets on a box and then pushes malware, right? Whatever it is, malware, like pff, Google Play Store and the person downloads it, whatever it is, global malware volume increases. That's fine, but it doesn't, to me, it doesn't have a material impact on the way we do our job because I don't care if it's tenfold amount of malware up there. It just means that the corpus of potential malware has grown. The paradigms of malware, the styles, the, you know, info stealers, ransomware, botnet kind of uh, capability, those are already defined. People are just making more of them. As far as I know, there isn't a new paradigm of malware right? So the malware still has to get on the box. I don't care if there's more of it, right? So don't like, I guess my, my point is when you're looking at this, don't be like, Oh God, or like we need more money or whatever. Like just do sound information security practices, test your controls and you will be good. Okay. Again, you can't stop all the things, but you can limit the impact right? And that's ultimately why it's called cyber resiliency and not cybersecurity. I swear I'm going to get that. Um, one other quick note um, in the story. No surprise, it does say that financial services industry uh, was the hardest hit so far based on just metrics of victims and stuff like that. And ransomware obviously has a massive increase. Here's the, here's the TLDR on that though. Financial services, they're, they're the most well-funded that the money is, right? So financial services, they've never had a problem uh, investing in cybersecurity. In fact, like to put it in perspective, I don't know of any other organization minus the government, federal government, that hires in-house red team staff other than financial services, right? Most oftentimes red teams, pen testing, they're outsourced uh, third-party you know, boutique firms that do it and they do it like, you know, whatever, once a year, once a quarter. Financial services actually has in-house staff because that's how much they invest in cybersecurity. You're jailed for Snapchat blackmail cybercrimes.
On Monday, a teenager was sentenced to two years in prison for hacking the Snapchat accounts of a series of women and blackmailing their friends. 18-year-old Jason Bushi used the stolen accounts to message the victim's friends asking to borrow rent money in order to avoid eviction. If the victim's friends refused to send money, Bushi would threaten to post nude images of the victims on the internet. Authorities were able to trace PayPal accounts set up by Bushi under fake names back to Bushi's mobile numbers. Detectives noted that these types of crimes often go unreported due to the victims feeling a sense of shame and embarrassment. Wow. First of all, dude's last name was Bushi. <laughs> I mean, doesn't Bushi mean like, um, like kind of uh, like, ooh, like that's like over luxurious. Isn't that like what Bushi means? I've heard people use the term Bushi. Anyways, um, okay, so this individual, 18 years, uh, is going to jail for two years. I do find what this individual deplorable, basically um, social engineering individuals into pretending that they are someone else, right? So it's like, hey, you know, Kimberly, it's Jerry. Can you send me some money? I'm going to get evicted. So now they're lying. They're stealing. I mean, like how much are they getting there, right? Like what? what's rent? Like let, let's say rent's $2,000 a month, right? Which would be high for, a, you know. So you get two grand, and then if you don't get it, you're going to post nudes like petulant child. But what I find interesting is this dude's going away for two years and they put in a lot of you know, effort. They tracked him back to his social media accounts. They discovered who he was. They, they ran a, an op to get him. Like, meanwhile, there is like massive cybercrime going on all over the place. We just talked about North Korea, APT. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm not. Here's my thing. I'm not saying that this dude shouldn't uh, be held accountable and receive just like these victims should receive justice. They absolutely should. But it it just doesn't. It to me, it just feels. Um. I don't know. I, I it's like, it, something about it feels wrong to me. I feel like they spent a lot of time, money, and effort on a small fish. Again, this individual requires justice. I'm not saying. I mean, this individual requires punishment. Those victims re require justice, obviously. But I'm just saying, doesn't it feel like misappropriated where it's like killing a mosquito with a cannon versus some of the other more sophisticated, larger um, cyber crimes that are going on in the UK? Let me know. If you're in the UK, yeah, this could have been just a quick win. Someone, you know what? Someone just mentioned this. If, well, first of all, if you're in the UK... What do you think about this? I mean, is this on brand for you guys or what? Secondly, um, someone just sent, mentioned low-hanging fruit. This is this is potential, right? It is possible that someone just got hired as the new deputy constable or or whatever um, they have over there in the UK, right? Like the, it could be like the new police chief, right? And they want a quick win, or this one hit close to home, right? So maybe like a wealthy. Um, a wealthy booster, right? Or, or you know, someone who's like connected to the politics or connected to the police force in some way. Uh, not nefarious. I'm not talking kingpin style. I'm just talking like you know Bruce Wayne without the Batman piece. You're just well connected, and they got brought into this like their daughter, their cousin, their niece, whatever was a victim. That'll get it escalated faster, right? Power of networking. Those are just speculative ideas, but it something is going on with this story. It just seems it just seems like I don't know. 
Poor training and communications hindering cybersecurity efforts. A new report from Tessian indicates that three in four companies in the UK and US experienced a security incident in the last year. The report highlights that employees don't understand their role in protecting the company, with nearly half of workers indicating they didn't know who to report a security incident to, and 30% believing they had no role in helping with cybersecurity. While 85% of employees participate in security awareness programs, almost two-thirds don't pay full attention during the training, and over a third consider the security training boring. Additionally, mismanaged anti-phishing exercises are an issue for half of employees who said they've had a negative experience with phishing simulations. Okay. All right. So this is... uh... I feel like I'm yelling into the void, okay? Uh, if you've taken the GRC Analyst Masterclass, you know, again, on the security awareness training, how I feel about security awareness and how to do it effectively. And that's proven based on my experience, right? This isn't a theory. What they're talking about in this story is that basically end users, 75% of end users, which is way too high, feel that information security is not part of their responsibility. They are not part of protecting the organization. They're there to punch in and punch out. They're there to run, you know, payroll. They're run, they're there to do sales, right? Which is true, but you need to educate end users to understand how they fit in, right? There's a reason we joke about Carl all the time. Because Carl is this avatared um entity that represents kind of the 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 um end user that's aloof and introduces risk so if information security if 86% of people take information security training and two thirds of them don't do anything or don't remember anything then the problem is the information security training again guys if you at your okay so first of all if your organization's doing nothing for information security that's a huge problem okay i cannot emphasize enough how important it is that you have an information security awareness training program whatever it is you need to educate end users too if your organization is doing a once a year powerpoint or something like that that's not going to work that's not effective secondly if that is baked into like all of your training for the year, right? So like, okay, it's, you know, first week of the year, got to do my uh, bloodborne pathogen training, got to do my hazardous waste handling training, got to do my um, HR training, got to do my information security training, got to do this, right? It's these people, the end users, I don't, what do you expect of them? They're getting hammered with information that does not relate directly to their job. And then they're making, um, they're they're having an emotional like disdain for the training and your information security training is getting bundled into that that's also not going to work right so i'm telling you if this is a this is a, like a call to action for practitioners i'm telling you if you want to do information security awareness effectively and i argue that information security training is one of the top 3 most risk-reducing controls that you can implement at your organization. If you want to truly reduce risk, and by the way, it doesn't even cost a lot of money. You can actually do it for free. If you want to reduce risk at your organization, 
build the brand of cybersecurity as a champion and an ally of the end user community, put together an information security awareness training program that does it in snackable bites frequently. You should be doing minimum once a month, right? Really once a week if you can handle it. Um, something like I just said, the Google, the Google Play Store. And the final thing I'll say about this, because I am really passionate about effective end user awareness training. Make it applicable to the individual. Do not like if 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 I'm telling you, who am I looking at right now? Alex Goodwin. If I'm telling you, Alex, that you need to do MFA to protect the business's assets, yeah, you're probably gonna do it, but there's like, you know, like you're you're in the business of Alex Goodwin. You're working for the company, and that's fine. But you may be working for a different company in the future. But you're always going to care about Alex Goodwin. You're always going to care about Alex Goodwin's family and friends and the people that Alex Goodwin cares about. So you know what? If you want something to have some stickiness, make the education help Alex Goodwin or help the individual. Here's why you put MFA on to protect your own financials, your own email. Here's why you don't download Google Play malware because you personally are going to get hit for $35 a month from premium services. If you make it particular to the individual, they will care. If you talk about QR codes and how your aunt can fall victim to this or how your grandmother might go buy Amazon gift cards and give them to a bad guy, I guarantee you they're going to listen. They're going to listen to the end. They're going to take the action that you're giving them. And you're going to be seen as an advocate of theirs, as an ally. And, oh, by the way, here's the, here's the ringer. When you then tell them, hey, you know that MFA you put on your email and your financials? Remember that QR code that we helped protect uh, Grandma Kathy with? We're doing that here at the business. You already know why you're doing it. You're already familiar with the tech. You're familiar with the workflow. You get why we do it. You're just doing it a little bit more. You will get adoption rates way higher. You will get people who are like, yes, like love me some cybersecurity. They're not going to say that, but their mindset, their emotion, their attitude is all going to be positive. And I'm telling you guys, it's not instantaneous, but it will, it will grow. It will happen. You will see material change in efficacy from your end users. And then ultimately, you'll have uh, less incidents at work. Amish flight delayed due to Apple airdrop hack. Last Thursday, a Welling Airlines flight that was about to depart for Rome was delayed over two hours after a hacker sent haunting messages and death threats to several passengers via Apple airdrop. Several of the 147 passengers on board were terrified upon receiving images of a ghost-like figure, along with messages hinting that the recipient will suffer for their misdeeds. After 29 hours of investigation, Welling discovered the messages were sent by an 18-year-old from Spain who was scheduled to board the flight but couldn't because of personal reasons. He's now in police custody and could face a jail term and or a hefty fine for causing harm to society. What a prick. What a prick. Saying this story, I, in my mind, I was like, there is no question that this was a, a child. I know they're 18, but only a punk would do this. This, this 
What a what a prick. So, um, whatever. Long story short, um, you know the power of the Apple ecosystem can be weaponized in a way, right? The fact that I can open my phone on a train and see a bunch of other people on my little radar that have Apple products and you know they might they might be able to decline they might be able to decline the airdrop but it's still going to pop up on their screen as accept decline and it's still going to have the graphic right so i could i could take a, a, a i'm not going to take a d pick but you could right and then you could airdrop it right you're going to force the person to see it by the way um you know <laughs> You know, you you can't. The only thing you could do is turn off AirDrop, right? Which then you're you're basically denying that service of yourself, which a lot of people don't like. I think you can change it for permissions to just people in your contact list, but whatever. These AirDrops, um, it, it's a cool service, but again, it can be quote unquote weaponized. Um, this this guy, I hope I hope he's held accountable, but. This is part of the problem of, you know, a, a, a protocol or a technology that allows you to share with anyone you want, right? Obviously, the individual wasn't able to push things onto people's devices because that means you could push malware. Uh, but you're certainly able to get it pop up in front of them. <laughs> D-pick. Okay. And that does it for today's cybersecurity headlines. But don't. All right, that does it for today's cybersecurity headlines. Got a couple other things for you. Let me let me turn on my background music. See if that mucks up everything. All right, here we go. I can't hear that audio, but that's fine. Guys, thanks for sticking with me today. As uh, day three of audio apocalypse, as I'm trying to figure out. I can't even hear that background music, which is terrible because I like the music. I want to remind you guys, uh, as soon as I get off this uh, this briefing with y'all, I'm going to upload the audio podcast. Then I'm going to try to get my uh, my mixer soundboard all set up. In two hours, in two hours time, I will be going live on Simply Cyber, Re- uh, Simply Cyber Restream, Simply Cyber's um, channel, and I will be doing... Red versus blue, um, using the threat gen red versus blue cybersecurity simulation platform. I'll be operating as the blue team and I will be implementing the NIST cybersecurity framework. So if you're interested in learning about the NIST cybersecurity framework and what it looks like to operationalize it and how effective it could be, we're going to have an active adversary artificial intelligence attempting to break in and take down my manufacturing company. And we will be vigilantly adhering to NIST cybersecurity framework. So come on, this is me versus AI. So I'll have a lot more flexibility to talk about my decision-making process, what NIST cybersecurity framework is. I'm looking to add a a lecture to the GRC Analyst Masterclass um, on what NIST CSF is, kind of at a high level, kind of an introductory and why you'd want to use it. I'm a huge advocate of it, guys. It is a very effective framework. Um, so if you're interested in learning, come by. You can go to... Si- hold on. I can't. Hold on. You go to simplycyber.io slash streams. Let me pop up. You see this URL up here? Go there. You'll see it. But I'd really recommend you go to the ThreatGen channel. So if you go to youtube.com slash 
threat gen, which you can see right here. See the T-H-R-E-T-G-E-N? That's the YouTube channel, and we'll be streaming from there. Also want to let you know that at 4 o'clock today, oop, David Oliga with the squad support. Thank you, David, for joining the Simply Cyber Squad. Genuinely appreciate the support. Guys, at 4 o'clock today, we will be playing World of Haiku. I'm super excited about that. I hope you are as well. Again, going to try to get the video. I have uh, set up the graphics card to uh, process World of Haiku. So come by at 4 o'clock today, 1130 for the Threat Gen Red versus Blue NIST Cybersecurity Framework. Let's do the raffle real quick. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Haiku was the keyword to enter. We are going to draw. Good luck to everybody. And the winner is... Navina! Navina Vetkovic. Navina Vetkovic. Navina has been with the Simply Cyber YouTube community for a little while. Uh, congratulations, Navina. Navina, please get with me on Discord and I will get you your license key so you can dig into the world of Haiku and um, have a good time. It's a, it's a really fun game. I, I'm enjoying it. Um, so is, is Navina still in chat here? We'll have to make sure she gets that. All right. All right, I'll give it a minute because I want to make sure that she hears um, that she won. Guys, I genuinely appreciate uh, all you do. Thank you for uh, bearing with me with the audio issues. Again, I'm looking to get a new machine. That's a priority. That's a priority for today. <laughs> okay, today's the day I'm ordering a machine. I want to keep it as a laptop, honestly, so I can be mobile, but uh, we'll see how it goes. My pleasure, Jenny Housley. I hope you enjoyed the brief. There you are, Navina. Navina, connect with me on Discord. Go to simplycyber.io slash Discord or connect with me on LinkedIn. Your choice. Either way, I just want to get you the license key. Good work, everybody. It's 9 a.m. Time to go to your next meeting, your next briefing, but you are all up and informed on the day, the day's cybersecurity threats and intel. Y'all have a good one. I hope to see many of you at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so two hours from now on the Threat Gen YouTube channel. Be good, everyone. Take care.